0: Is it on?
1: It looks like it. (laughs) What?
0: Are you ever eager to be behind the scenes of your church? To know what Grace's leadership is thinking about, burdened about, or talking about? Maybe the things we're planning for, praying for, and hoping for. Have you ever wondered these things? If so, welcome to the Sweet 201 podcast, which is your chance to go behind the scenes into the very heart and soul of Grace's leadership team. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Sweet 201, episode two. We're so glad that you are along this journey with us. I'm sitting here with my dear friends and workmates, Laurel Schweers. Laurel, would you say hi to our listeners?
1: Hey, listeners.
0: And the one and only, the endowment Mr. John Colburn. I'm glad to be here. Y'all, so when we originally pitched this uh, podcast, uh, we talked about how the Sweet Toe One is a chance for our listeners to get behind the scenes into the very heart and soul of Grace's ministry and leadership team. So what we thought we'd do on episode two is we would spend a little time talking about something that's really, really important at Grace Fellowship, which is a team approach to ministry. Um, We're going to have a discussion about the biblical and theological rationale for trying to work together as a team. Uh, We're going to be honest about some of the pitfalls uh, and some of the ways that we stumble upon ourselves, and maybe in particular the way that I stumble a little bit as a leader. Um, But we're going to talk about the unique joys that God has given us in the way we do things around here. To understand grace, you really have to understand how we try to lead uh, this church as a team. So can we have that conversation, John and Laurel? Looking forward to it. I want to start by just sharing a biblical and theological rationale for this approach. Um, You know, one of our core convictions as a church family, these are um, a set of guiding principles that guide our ministry expressions that each of you remember listeners, when you were at the new to grace dinner at my house, you learned about uh, these core convictions. And one of our core convictions is that uh, we believe that, Um, Every member of the body of Christ is a unique part of that body with unique function, with a unique contribution, and that their contribution and function is necessary for the actual maturing of uh, Jesus' church. So we're talking Ephesians uh, chapter 4 language here. Um, Biblically and theologically, the Bible teaches us that a church has to grow to maturity from the contribution of everybody. In Grace Fellowship, we mean something more than we need you guys, the listeners, to just volunteer for the stuff we think of. Though we do need that <laughs> sometimes. But, but really, we want each member of the body to contribute something unique to the building up of the body and begin to direct the vision and strategy of exactly how we're going to go about the things we feel like we've been called to do. And that dynamic, that living stones that are being assembled into a holy building, the Apostle Peter says, and this body parts that are growing into maturity, the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians, um, is really where we get this foundation working together working as a team, and we want our actual church's leadership to reflect the same thing. So when I talk team, I mean a whole range of things. I'm talking about the Grace Fellowship ministry team that gathers on Mondays for the most amazing staff meetings that you guys have ever been a part of, right? Right. I haven't been a lot of staff meetings, but these are good. So who leads those meetings?
1: Oh, our good pal, Joel Busby. And
0: they're amazing, aren't they? They are. You didn't. You guys didn't have to just say that right
1: now. <laughs> we didn't have to. That is true.
0: So we're talking about our ministry team that meets on Mondays. This is our team of interns. That's our paid staff people. Um, That's our Monday team. Uh, We lead our church at the highest level with an elder team, a group of men that we believe God has called to make some of the important leadership decisions of our church, to guard our church in prayer and to provide care for our church. Um, The greater elder team involves each of those men's spouses and the way that those contributions really help shape the big long-term vision of our church. Um, There's the team within the team, which would be like our paid staff who actually work out of the office every day. Uh, We have a local mission team that helps guide us toward local involvement. We have a global team. We have a worship team. Uh, We have a kids' discipleship team. What am I leaving out here?
2: I think that would be a lot of them we have a set of home group leaders that we don't normally refer to as a team but work in conjunction with one another trying
0: to accomplish a goal yeah I think of our um, our deacon team I think of uh, the greeter and hospitality team we we just try to function as a team around here because we believe that um, that's the vision that the Bible gives us now um, it's probably worth noting that this is not the easiest way to do ministry in the world and I think Uh, Over the last, going on four years now, since Grace was conceived and then born, uh, we've had some pitfalls of working this way. And I think it'd be helpful to be honest about those because um, you guys, as our listeners, notice these things sometimes. uh, And you might not have known why things are the way that they are, but sometimes it's pitfalls to our approach to leadership. So can we be honest about some pitfalls? What have you struggled with, Laurel or John, when it comes to working as a team?
2: I think one of the real challenges of working on something as important to us as our church, as Grace Fellowship, about working in a team is that it's really easy for people to feel like they're on the same page or walking in the same direction. Uh, And then be fleshing out their ideas and working to put something together and creating some sort of a product and then realize One or two or three or four steps down the road that the direction you were working in wasn't the direction that the rest of the team had envisioned And then we have to kind of come back together and reconvene and have an important conversation about What our hopes and goals and priorities are and then sometimes that requires starting back at the beginning so Um, I think one of the real challenges of working together as a team is that you don't have kind of complete creative control over this thing that you love and care about so much. But you have to build it in cooperation with other individuals who have different opinions and visions and hopes and dreams and goals. Um, So it makes conversation and communication really important and it often can really slow down um, what can feel like a pretty efficient or effective process when you're making decisions on your own.
0: Yeah, I've really, I, I'm historically a really impatient person, um, which is, I think, one reason God called me into the work of planting and digging around in the dirt and watering and waiting and wondering and doing more watering and sitting there for a little while and then all of a sudden wondering if you don't have the right sunlight or the right water and waiting for a lot longer and then suddenly there's a little something that crops up and it's not the plant, but it's a weed. Like I'm a historically very impatient person, so part of working on a team just really, really, really challenges me to slow down. Uh, and that's not easy for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are the pitfalls come to mind?
1: Um, I think you know part of the beauty in working in ministry is that we tend to all be really passionate and soulful, and we really care about what the work the work that we are doing and I think that can be a really beautiful thing I think as John said it can be challenging when we all feel really passionate we all feel like we've are being led in a certain direction and have ideas and sometimes that can be really beautiful but I think the challenge can be when like John said we might be moving in a different direction or um, just learning to I think care for one another in humility and like Joel said slow down and hear one another's ideas and being able to yield to a consensus on where we feel like the Lord is is leading us and that can be hard sometimes I think it's can be a beautiful thing but hard Um, as all of us especially around our office are very passionate and soulful and we really care and when we feel like we have a really great idea and then not everyone might not agree Um, can be a challenging thing but a humbling thing too.
0: Yeah, one thing I I hear a saying in this is how, when you work together on a team, everything is intensely relational. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a, and this is, you know, they talk about this when you work in a, kind of work in the people business, and when most of your uh, folks that you rely on are volunteers. Um, you, really, you really can't lead them out of a kind of positional authority or kind of a leverage that is their job, but you really have to lead them more out of your relational influence and connection, mm-hmm. which forces you to realize like everything's relational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, every email that's sent, um, every side comment in a meeting actually probably advances a sense of togetherness, unity. I would use the word intimacy, the idea that we're seen and known and accepted, or it kind of walks back from that. And uh, I think that's challenging. It's challenging to be a person guided by God's spirit, a person of you know, those fruits, um, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. I mean, we've made some mistakes along the way in that. I know that I have. Um, another pitfall that I'd love to hear you guys speak to is I, I just can be a naive leader. Like, I just kind of assume everyone is just sort of, you know, happy and everything's okay and everyone just sort of uh, is sharing things together. But I, what I've really learned is clarity like clarity of roles and responsibilities mm-hmm. really matters to certain people a lot like this idea was thrown out so now whose job is it now to guide that thing and I have a tendency to kind of think well it's kind of all of our jobs but I kind of also have learned that when it's all of our jobs it's none of our jobs mm-hmm. you guys want to speak to that? <laughs> no
1: yeah I think that That's something that we talk about around here and struggle with, particularly, like I was saying, just being passionate and wanting to lead and um, sometimes not really sure. There's just some personalities that like a lot of clarity and some personalities that don't need that as much. And I think we've really had to work as a team to learn how to communicate for what one another needs. And we don't always do that great. And um, there's some directions that you know, we may want to lead in or go in an idea and think, well, I'm just gonna do that and then realize like maybe that wasn't my responsibility or the other way around, hearing one other talk about it and think someone else is gonna do it and then we get on the road and realize actually none of us have done it. Um, So I'd say just that can be a struggle, but continuing to work on communication and in our relationships with one another, understanding what each one of us needs and respecting that and learning to kind of continue to work together
0: as a team. Yeah, when Laurel says that some people like a lot of clarity, there are other people, and I'm not going to mention <laughs> any names here, who like a lack of clarity because that seems exciting and open ended and free and customizable and adaptable and kind of build the plane as you go. This is how John Colburn tends to be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. That's Uh, me. It's actually me, uh, Joel, and how I tend to think of things, and I've kind of learned as a leader how that can be frustrating to others. So I've had to apologize and repent for some of those things. I think (sighs) it's funny that he used the illustration of building a
2: plane as you fly because we all know that you literally aren't flying until the plane is built. Uh, I think my only, my only illustration that, 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 you know, there's the old adage or joke that if a committee got together to design a racehorse, they would often end up with a camel because everyone has different emphases and things that they think are priorities are important. And I think one of the pitfalls that we've been talking about, about doing ministry alongside one another can be that um, there are instances when you have to fight for a big vision and which all the ways that we would go about achieving those big visions some of them are contradictory some of them if pulled against one another don't result in something in the middle that is better yeah. uh, sometimes you have to make a decision to go one way or another and in the business world or in a lot of other organizations sometimes that can be done just on the basis of authority or efficiency or effectiveness uh, but one of the particular complications of being a team in a spiritual workplace is we actually really do believe that how we arrive somewhere is just as important as where we arrive, that the Lord has called us to treat each other with a level of dignity and respect and brotherhood and sisterhood in Christ. And so not only do we have to arrive at really important decisions about where we're leading our church, but also the ways that we treat one another and the ways that we have those conversations are expected to have the grace and the dignity and the compassion and the gentleness and the humility of Christ throughout them. Um, and I don't know how to break it to you guys, but those conversations are much, much slower uh, than just talking about what's right or wrong. And uh, I think it requires a, a big level of, of, of humility and compassion and patience to be able to work together as a team um, without in any way compromising the really important things that we're called to work towards together. Um, so I think that can make a church workplace something that for many outside of it would consider inefficient and uh, heavily conversational about topics that could be solved easily. Uh, But I think one of the reasons we do that is because we really believe we're called uh, to be a faith community even as we work
0: together towards a goal. Yeah, we think it's a unique witness to our world when we work in this way. Uh, We think it's actually part and parcel of what it means to shepherd you all as our listeners um, in that way. Uh, We actually believe there's been unspeakable joys Mm -hmm. that have come from the way we do things around here despite how hard they are. I'd love for us to maybe conclude by uh, sharing the joys, because this is where you can kind of see where it's where it's worth it. Um, so what are some unique, unique joys, uh, Laurel um, or John, that you guys have experienced here at Grace? And I'll get to share a couple of my own.
1: Gosh, I could talk about that for a long time and probably become as i talk about it and
0: i was crying in the podcast <laughs> right now. in this so, room
1: looking at y'all because... so i so
0: was tearing up right now in the podcast <laughs> so you're getting the real sweet 201 <laughs> yeah. experience
1: um yeah just joy in every true sense of the word and um i've out of the three of us been on staff the least amount of time here and um just over the last year or so just what a true joy it has been to me and Um, just to be a part of not just a team, but the team that the Lord has built among us at Grace. And I think um, the Lord has just really used it to provide relationships and friendships to me um, that have been such a gift and encouragement. Um, Being a part of this team, I don't think I've ever felt more believed in and cared for and just seen and known and valued. And in turn, that has humbled me and... um, The way that I've been cared for has really challenged me to want to care for my other teammates and encourage them and just celebrate uh, the gifts that the Lord has given them and how we can use that and uh, just the beautiful ways that the Lord has equipped each one of us as a body. And um, it's just been really empowering, I think, not just being on staff, but being a woman, too, and that being celebrated and honored and um, just the laughter and friendship among us, but um, just a true, true gift um, to me. It's been really sweet, and I can truly say I feel like I know the Lord more and love Him more um, deeply because of the team of people that I'm around and the way that they challenge me and encourage me, and yeah, it's just truly an honor, and I'm really humble by it, and I'll stop talking because... <laughs> I could go on about it for a long time, but just, uh, just a really beautiful thing that I feel really humbled to be a part of. And, um, just as I think back over the last year, what the Lord has done, yes, we've talked about just some ways that have been challenging and we have moments that can be hard, but overall just a true gift. Um, just the friendship that I think I've been given, um, the family that I feel like I've been given and these people that I get to work with and serve alongside, um, it's really just a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Laura. What about a joy, John?
2: Yeah, I think I think one of the things that's a joy is you get to see your church accomplish things that you're not capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we're kind of called to recognize as Christians who believe God created man as he did is that he didn't create us to be self-sufficient. That yeah. he created us with limitations and with blind spots and with places that we are incapable of carrying the boat. And I think one of the great joys of working together with a team is just that like you can really acknowledge that you can't do everything and that you don't even have to. That the Lord has long since accounted for the fact that you aren't self-sufficient, that you aren't everything that everyone needs, that you can't meet the need of everyone you love and care about, but that he actually created other people with gifts and desires and, need- and things that can meet other people's needs so that you don't have to be the sole person responsible for everything around you. Um, and it's a freeing thing. There's so much freedom in that, and there's so much joy available in that. And I feel like that's that's a message that a lot of places you don't get the chance to hear. There are so many jobs and responsibilities that create this feeling of uh, of, of weightiness and failure if you don't live up to every single possible expectation. And the great joy of working with a team is that some things don't land on your plate, and the things that you aren't capable of doing aren't always your responsibility. Uh, sometimes it's somebody else's work to do, and and that's a really that's a really beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, I've got several joys that I could share, but I'll just share two as we wrap this up. Um, first of all, you know my first my first job ever was actually valet parking cars when I was sixteen. Yeah. And the guy looked at me, and I looked nine, and he didn't <laughs> let me park his blue Ferrari. Uh, but after valeting parking cars, uh, when I was in college, really my first job was coaching. So um, I have really a coach mentality. Like I really have a strong desire to see people, uh, to, to really to really see more in someone than they can see in themselves and to then call them to kind of a ceiling that that they didn't even know they had. Like members of our team have a second and a third and a fourth floor, if you will, but they kind of think the first floor is all they have. And so I, I take a unique and particular joy in just seeing someone bust through and realizing they're capable more than they thought they were and when you put that in like gospel and christian language um i think it's it's even that much more profound that god has good works he's prepared beforehand for a laurel or a john to walk in and the idea that part of my role here can actually be to see other people succeed in ministry uh gives me just a unique joy A um, second joy i have is it's just made me a better leader um just last week, uh, both Laurel and John had a conversation with me about, and they just said to me, "Like Joel, when you're in certain meetings, I don't know that you're fully aware of everything that you do in those meetings." <laughs> and it was it was honest and it was true, and um, and I needed to hear it. And they were exactly right. And I'm going to be a better leader because of it. And I'm I was truly overjoyed in the moment. So. I don't know, man. I, I'm a better leader because of, of you, John. And uh, I have such sweet memories of John and I in, in April uh, carrying Grace of Fellowship around in a rubber-made bin in you know the fall of 2016. And I, I'm a better pastor because of my relationship with John. And um, Laurel coming on our team, shoot, John, I mean, it's just been the greatest gift of God's grace. And, You're not kidding. Uh, and for her to be able to come alongside and breathe fresh life in our team in exactly the time I think we needed it. Uh, Laurel is uh, does so much around here, but getting things from point A to point B is kind of her, her, her deal, and, and we need that desperately. So uh, God's been good to me and you guys, and I'm so thankful. That's a talk on team. Bless the Lord. Alright, well, um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is kind of a roundtable discussion on C201. We'll have many of these coming up. We we'll look forward to talking to you all later. You guys want to sign off?
1: See you later, friends.
0: Thanks for joining us. Thanks, folks, for listening to The Sweet 201. For more information about Grace Fellowship, visit us on the web at gracebeham.org. Suite 201 is produced by The Manifold Group, creative director and editor of the sweet 201 is yours truly joel busby the sweet 201 is mixed and edited by laurel schmerz thanks for listening we'll be back soon